Ball family. Welcome to the Play Ball Playbook. We're talking to the game plan for family relationships. Raising us four boys and telling the stories and shaping us. And now, let's play ball! Well, hey everybody. Welcome to the Play Ball Playbook, creatively named. My name's Chris and... I'm here with my wife, Natalie. Say hey. Hey. Yeah, so we um, decided that we wanted to do a podcast and call it the Playball Playbook, <laughs> which took uh, the majority of the start of the summer to come up with a, a fitting name. Um, tell us a little bit why we landed there, you, th- you think, and then maybe I'll give my perspective. <laughs> well, we have four boys, and so, and our last name is Ball, so we... right. Just decided that it was kind of a play on words of just a playbook of life. And we just thought this would be a good podcast to just talk about life and talk about parenting and ministry stuff and just all kinds of stuff. So we just mm-hmm. said play ball, playbook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Originally it was just play ball. Um, or let's play ball. Let's play ball. Right. But then we thought, we well, we're going to attract all the baseball audiences, <laughs> which isn't necessarily a bad thing in and of itself. And that we play baseball. Um, we've got four boys, like like you said. And um, and so play ball is a, a fitting phrase to throw around and, and all that. But anyway, the playbook part just kind of fit the genre uh, as well as um, gave some some clarity a little bit to what we're talking about, not just sports, but but life and but everything. Life. Yeah. And gosh, I feel like we have uh, we've got a little life experience now under our belt. Um, our just oldest, a <laughs> yeah, right, just a little bit. Our oldest uh, just turned thirteen, and on the same day he turned thirteen. Our third oldest turned nine, and then the youngest was just five days in front of them. He turned six, yep. and then the Christmas baby is our second oldest. Callum is his name, and we celebrate him. In May as well. How can you know? For not? a half birthday. Right. I mean, all three boys are getting presents the same week, and he uh, would only be the one to not get them. But then everybody gets presents on his birthday at Christmas time, yeah, so December. it only seemed fitting. So I'm thankful for our family and friends that actually celebrate and participate with us. Right. Not that we make them, but we just kind of adopted that, like, we're going to celebrate you, Callum, because it's your half birthday and everyone else gets presents. And our family has kind of jumped on board and has adopted that as well. And yeah. so you case, don't get left out. Case in point, your dad and your mom yes. got them NFL jerseys because they all have their uh, preferred player. <laughs> of course, that's seasonal. It's whoever is on their <laughs> radar at the given time. But anyhow, so they all, including Callum, the, the Christmas baby, uh, whose birthday is only five days in front of actually Christmas, we induced him early so he wouldn't have to share a birthday on Christmas. <laughs> uh, we don't plan our kids' uh births very well is what we found out but anyhow um somebody asked me why how do you have three kids born on the same week what's your special day and uh thought about it i was like well i guess if you trace it back to the beginning of september from nine months that's when football season starts and we get excited around here so we kind of tease about that but anyway they all four opened up uh nfl jerseys right yeah i guess maybe it's august that's actually when well that's about right that's when practices actually start so that is worth getting excited about. anyways opening football season august it's around there all the the fun hype about football season there's just something about footballs yeah like when the fall comes august september you're like this this yeah the weather starts to change yes it's a somehow it's a core family value (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk about how our uh crazy adventure 
uh, began from the early days? How did we become the Ball family? Was it crazy? Um, Looking back, you're like... Whose story is not crazy? True. Like, people ask us, like, how long did you date? And how long were you engaged? And I'm like, oh my gosh, we we dated for seven years. It's right. because I started. We started so young. Yeah, yeah. I, I was 15 when you I can met you. Not date for seven years. <laughs> I probably would recommend that. Yeah, seven years. Um, I was 15 when I met you. Yep. I was. I was a, a senior in high school. I was a freshman, and you were, you were the stud muffin on campus. I don't know. Everybody knew you. It was like. Well, I had been been around for four years. So. <laughs> Uh, I, and I guess for me, I um, had recently gave my life to the Lord yep. in eighth grade and um, kind of lost some friendships and didn't really, I just stepped into high school saying I'm going to join FCA and a Bible study and just get plugged in with people that were going the same way mm-hmm. as I was. And yep. that was super attractive for to you, I mean, mm. I was attracted. Yeah, yeah, to s- yeah. see somebody walking that same mm-hmm. path. So I just wanted to be close to you, not necessarily like I'm going to marry you, but although just- that that kind of <laughs> sums it up too. <laughs> Natalie asked me out on a date for the very first time. So she was a freshman, I was a senior, and you know, I've always said about her that she knows what she wants, and when she sees it, she goes after it, whether it's in a potential spouse or otherwise. <laughs> And so she asked me out on a date. I remember going home and telling my dad that a freshman had asked me out. Uh, I said, am I allowed to do that? (laughs) (laughs) I think his advice was, well, just be careful. (laughs) And so I said, okay. So we went to what, a basketball game? Basketball game High school basketball game. Mm -hmm. And then we went to a friend's house afterwards. Yep. And I was super... And we we didn't talk. I was super accommodating (laughs) to you. (laughs) Maybe not. We, well, we talked at the basketball game. I felt like we really connected there. Yep. We sat next to each other. First and connection. Then, and then whenever we went to the friend's house, they were dating. They were like young love mm-hmm. birds. And so we were watching a movie and kind of eating snacks. And I just remember it being so awkward. You were on the other side of the room. And I was on the other side of the room going, well. Not really knowing how to yeah, do this We just didn't really know thing. what we were doing. Yeah. But yeah. you took me home. And I took you into the living room to meet my parents who yeah, were in their yeah, pajamas. That, that, we were in the fast course, I feel like. <laughs> Uh, well, I wasn't had a big swallow in my throat again, to walk into that house. I think like dating wise now, looking back, it's like the next step after you date for a while, you're like, do you want to meet my parents? Like that's the next step. But my personality is, do you want to meet my parents? Just because that's right. who I am, sure. like stranger yeah. or not, like you got to meet the door my, to my life. Yeah, and come this on is in who, and... this is who I am. And so I remember my mom being like, we were in our pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I said, hey, I'm, I'm Chris. And I think your dad said, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I didn't know if I had been the, the talk of the living room. No, and, uh, I think, and, I think and then football. Right later he had said, no, we, we watched you play football. And yeah. so that's how we knew. And of course, yeah. now I, knowing your dad. Big sports you know, guy. Yeah, he's a sports fan. And so he's going to know uh, whatever is in his realm yep. uh, when it comes to sports. So he probably, was, he probably knew all your stats and all of that. How sure. much you were bench, benching. Oh, and gosh. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, that was neat. So you went off to Denton, UNT, and we kind of said, what? Well, I I just said that I didn't want you to feel like you were dating a guy off in college and therefore couldn't experience high school, go to dances and and all that, and have to tell people, no, I'm sorry, I can't come. I have a boyfriend. He's in college. I don't ever see him. I was like, that doesn't sound fun. (laughs) And so I was trying to be noble because I did still like you, but I was also wanting to go and experience college and see what was there on the horizon. But Mm -hmm. as I quickly found out, 
that I didn't want to look over the horizon very far. I wanted to look back where you were and uh, was realizing that. And as the adage goes, you know, the absence makes makes the the heart heart grow grow fonder. fonder. I think it certainly did in that case. Yeah. So when you got a call from a pastor that said, would you like to be the youth pastor in San Marcos, Texas? Mm -hmm. You were like, yes. Yeah, I was looking for an excuse to get get back. I was was lonely in Denton. And my first time to be away from everything I had known, and it just kind of wasn't um, what I thought it was going to be. I was I was lonesome for the first time in my life, and I missed you, and so that was a good reason. And sounded like a fun adventure mm-hmm. that uh, ended up being about a 15-year-long stint yeah. for us that we'll talk about as this goes on, I'm sure. Um, and so anyway, I got to proximity-wise come back closer to closer, you and way. really pick up mm-hmm. our relationship more. Yeah, and then I ended up going to school there as well, which was awesome. I remember my parents telling me, um, you will probably have to go wherever, um, whoever, whoever offers you the most money, right. Um, scholarship wise for, um, for soccer. And so I prayed, (laughs) I prayed really hard (laughs) because I wanted to be close to you. And I thought Texas state Southwest Texas at the time, actually I signed when I signed, to play soccer, it was Southwest Texas and all of our gear was Southwest. My parents bought stuff, we bought stuff. And then that year they changed changed it to Texas state. So I still have some of that, some of that gear. But, um, anyways, I was thankful that I got to come your way. And then we just continued on dating and college athlete for four years, but we got married. We got married year. with one year of your schooling left to go because I had gotten hired full time and could afford to be a married person. Yeah. And then the glitter kind of wore off of your soccer playing in your mind and you wanted to not play your yeah, last year. I think just because I wanted to be a wife, I was, you know, you get married and you're like, what's next? Like this is wife life and potentially mom life and what that looks like. And I, was on the road traveling and mm. couldn't cook you dinner. And That's where I learned to cook. <laughs> yeah. It just looked, our first year of marriage looked very, very different. Now, thankfully, I think that having dated for seven years, we had a lot of life Practice. under our belt. Yeah. A lot of life under our belt. And just, it wasn't a shocker. It didn't, it, I don't think it like shook our marriage up or anything like that. It just was different. Yeah. I think that it's kind of a, a lesson in life, right? You, want to finish one season to start the next season that you see starting. Mm -hmm. And sometimes um, the propensity is to finish that season you're in quicker than maybe it really needs to finish so that you can start the next season because you're so excited about it. And so I think uh, cooler heads prevailed. And (laughs) I said, no, you have to play soccer the last year because you're on a 70% scholarship. (laughs) And your dad handed me the bill for your schooling. Right. And uh, that needed to happen. But I was like, I'd rather pay 30% of your school bill than 100%. So how about you stick it out one more year? Yeah. So we did. And then we started our life. And then we bought our first house. I got a teaching job right after I graduated and in Kyle and then started teaching and bought our first house that we are actually still sitting in today. Still in the master bedroom right now yep. as we speak. And 2008 was when that was. Yep. A good, good time to buy a house when uh, they when were it was, trying to give them away. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Looking back on how much we bought this for uh, as to right now, it's just Well, insane. especially as we record this right now, we are in a uh, a seller's boom in central Texas where this house and every other house is worth almost three times what it was originally purchased yeah. for. So, so yeah, we moved in and I remember this house feeling 
very large because we came from this tiny little mobile home and didn't have a lot of furniture. And I always wanted to be a mom and I was ready. I felt like I was, that's another thing when playing soccer, I was like, I'm ready to be a wife and a mom because we had dated for so long. So let's get on with this. Yeah, let's, let's do this. So, um, I remember just kind of asking Chris, is it time? Is it time? He's like, no, no, not yet. Not yet. You know? And so when we moved in this house, I was like, well, actually, let's furnish this house. Let's make this our own before we start having babies. And little did we know <laughs> I was already pregnant. There was a bun in the oven when yep. we moved here. So, But really, to your point about wanting to furnish the house, I remember you had found a bookshelf in Pottery Barn or online, uh, one of the latter bookshelves they sold, and it was yep. for some $350. And yep. I remember thinking, I have a circular saw. Uh, I bet I could build that for just the cost of the wood. And so I did. And, and you, it looked exactly the same. Well, I was going to say, I think you could tell it was built with one tool instead of a whole shop full for of sure, tools. But it was. But it also set the hook in me to really enjoy furniture building, which mm-hmm. has, has been a bit of a shaper for the rest of my life up to this point on yeah. how I spend my time and even make some money. Yeah. And so I don't know that I would have found that out had you not had the itch to want to start putting things in the house yeah, and uh, custom build. And a conservative yep. spender in yeah. my <laughs> myself thought of another option. Yeah. Which is awesome because he's built our bed and the boys beds and tables and coffee tables and sh- shelves, open shelving, just things that I'm like, I want this. And I have a handy partner that will do it. I don't get as much anymore now because there's building customers and, paying and customers. yeah, I'm building for others. And so I feel like I'm on the back burner, but our house is also furnished now these days. So it's not, the needs not as high. Yeah. So we love this house having six of us in it. Plus our loyal companion dog. Our boys said that, uh, we're going to grow up and be the only kids who in their childhood did not have a pet. Are you guys okay with that on your conscience? (laughs) So we surprised them what two Christmases ago. Yes. The best Christmas present we could have ever bought. And I don't even like dogs. I'm sorry if you love animals, but they're just, yeah, they're just dogs. They're dirty. They poop. They bring mud in, but she is the sweetest, most kindest soul. I've and she's hypoallergenic, meaning <laughs> she does not leave her hair behind. Yes, she keeps it in her body. Yep. Anyway, so she's, we're actually looking at her right now. She's just sitting, sitting. She's very loyal. She's social. She wants to be where the people are. Mm-hmm. I guess every dog does for the most part. That's what sets them apart from cats. But she loves She's a boys. golden golden doodle named Rooney. And she's about a 70-pound black dog. So yep. anyway, but she contributes to it feeling tight around here. Yeah. So we have um, two toilets to six <laughs> of us. And if we could expand, we really do like our house. We like the layout. We like the positioning. We love, we love the location. But we just love a little bit more elbow room. Yeah. Our, our First world problems, right? I know, yeah. We've got a trampoline and a deck in our backyard. So that really leaves no more yard yeah. in a tight home. Uh, so if we could have a little bit more backyard space and a third toilet i think we'd be really blossoming hitting hitting our stride then. yeah i always say that um if we had girls i don't think that this house would work for us as far as all the all four of the boys sharing one bathroom which they do awesome we only have one primper one kid right now that cares about his hair and has wears contacts and has to you know do all the things to his hair so we're like get out of the bathroom it's your brother's turn yeah he's kind of the resident trend expert for Mm -hmm. the other boys Mm -hmm. a lot of times you will say hey go go ask cohen what he thinks about you know that your outfit (laughs) see if you can get a stamp yeah every now and then they'll come out for uh, for church or for something there they can wear what they want majority of the times but then there are a handful of times where i'm like all right 
let mom help. Let's match. Let's not wear a wrinkled shirt. Let's not wear athletic clothes. And so they'll come out and I'll, my eyes are like, oh my gosh, um, go see what Cohen thinks. And it works out perfect because he's such a leader. Well, he's also the role very, model. He's a role model. He's a leader and he's fashionable. And so he, he'll help him out. And then they come out looking just like Cohen with their shorts rolled and their are It's hilarious, but, but it works. Yeah. And it's better than a wrinkled shirt. Yeah. They, they certainly all have their personalities and yeah. their gift sets. Cohen. Yeah. Um, if Cohen's you were gonna, our oldest. He's a teenager now. Yeah, if you were going to describe him, I think uh, influencer. Yeah, I'd um, say leader. Leader. M- more so than sometimes I think he wants to be, but just where he naturally gravitates t- towards. Yeah. You know, his friends even kind of picking up on what he's putting down. And, mm-hmm. and so a lot of times we try to call that up in him. Um, he's quite athletic. Learned to turn a backflip mm-hmm. at the age of six with no gymnastics. Yeah. Just a... Uh, Guts, guts and, and seeing it maybe on YouTube or something and decided, hey, I can try that. And we still have it on video the time he first landed it. So yeah. he's a bit of a, a freak in that regard, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. And he um, he can tumble now too, like a college athlete. It's insane. I'm like, do I think we have you in the wrong sport. I know. He's, he's short. <laughs> Uh, he's muscly statured. Mm-hmm. He, he looks like a gymnast. Mm-hmm. And so here he is 13, never done any, having done any gymnastics. And, and he told us, he said, Hey, I think next year I may not play baseball to try gymnastics one year and then pick it back up in high school. So I don't know if that's the, yeah, so we'll see. that's the, the game plan or not, but <laughs> it's, uh, perhaps, um, where things are trending with him. Um, Callum is our second oldest. Callum, He's 11 and he is so precious and just so Calm, cool, and collected, I and, guess. And pretty handsome. Yeah, he's so handsome. He's he's the one that I would get stopped at at the grocery store, and everybody would tell me, put him in modeling. Oh, my gosh, that baby. That baby looks like he could be a model, and he has, like, he still looks to me. I'm like, what? Wait, we should put you in modeling. Actually, all of our boys, because they're so unique. But, um... Tall and, is tall and skinny. Tall and skinny, yeah. Taller than Cohen He's by about two and oldest. a half inches, which isn't really popular. Yeah. With, well, it's popular with him. But again, Cohen has a great attitude about it, so I'm I'm thankful for that. But anyways, yeah, Callum is just easygoing. He's like, he's calm, cool, and collected. Like if we have a turn of events in our home that doesn't go the kid's way, he is the one that just kind of can go, okay. Yeah, roll with the punches. Roll with it. And I'm like, I'm so thankful for you. Whereas the other ones, it's like the world is ending. I always think about whenever they get disciplined, yes. um, the other three go nuts, they ballistic, go nuts. Yep. hear them for the next 10 minutes, screaming, thrashing around. Yeah. Callum's <laughs> just kind of this cool, I mean, he'll have some tears in his eyes, be sad, and then take his <laughs> arm, wipe his face and move on to, hey, where's the next food, yeah. you know, opportunity yeah. to eat or something. Yeah. It's awesome. I love his little personality. He is definitely the more introverted one out of our whole family, which for you and I was hard to parent at a young age mm-hmm. when we thought he was rude and didn't want to look at people in the eye and just kind of had a little chip on his shoulder. Like, I'm not going to talk to you because I don't, I don't like you or I don't know you and I don't like you. <laughs> yeah. You expect everybody that you raise to have similar traits. I think when you first start out, because it's the same environment. Right. Um, but what we've it found with four true. different samples is that it doesn't matter no. how they're raised, what kind of environment they're shaped in. Um, yeah. Their unique personalities are still going to show through. Yeah. Um, so I think that for me, really learned how to parent him, parent myself, really steward his 
his giftings, his, just his different personality from me, which I, it was so frustrating for me as a mom to be like, why won't you look at somebody in the eye or talk to somebody, you know, like this isn't hard to do. And, um, just letting him kind of mature in that and grow was really, I think it kind of shaped me too. And like you said, it makes you like aware of, they're not going to look just like you or be like you. And yeah. So anyways, he was, he was definitely a challenge as a young child, but he is growing and maturing. And it's yeah, awesome I've seen a lot of growth him. in him yeah. and his personality and his ability to uh, initiate conversation, mm-hmm. that sort of things, respond yeah. in conversation. So For sure. So that's neat. What about uh, Beck? He is our redhead, oh, Beckham. Beckham. And so Natalie, um, this is a, a, an audible participation, so you can't necessarily uh, see her. She <laughs> is half Mexican. Mother is from Mexico City. Yep. Her grandparents only spoke Spanish. Yep. And uh, her dad, of course, is um, a white man, and so she's got half the blood. So I tease that as a white guy myself, I uh, diluted the Mexican gene at least down to a quarter <laughs> uh, and took me three tries before I could trump that dark hair. Even though Cohen's pretty redheaded himself, he's kind of awkward. But he, yeah, but he has darker skin, and but, he's not... Yeah, and yeah. Callum, our second oldest, is dark-headed he looks like and dark-skinned. Yep, my right? mom and my brother. And then here came Beckham, and as soon as he popped out, Pasty bright white, red hair, freckles, and I thought, I got one that looks like yep. me, finally. So he is the spitting image of you. Um Although you say he might be a little bit more red. Yeah, I was probably more strawberry. And fun fact for my family, my grandmother, who um, was from Mexico City, um, she had red hair. She was a Mexican redhead. And so it was like that deep, deep auburn hair. And Mm -hmm. so I feel like we have it on both sides. So it's just super, his hair is actually burnt orange. So he, he did say that the other day, like, why does everyone call it red? It's not red. It's orange. Yeah. It's burnt orange. I've seen a red crown before. This is not <laughs> the same color. So anyways, he is the most compassionate and child. Af- and affectionate. An affectionate child. He's the one who comes up out of nowhere and just hugs you. And, and, and probably will actually you. kiss you and maybe kiss you on the lips. Yes. He just wants to be yep. affectionate. And he wants to tell you goodnight four times. Like, like he is never going to see you ever again. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you've already told me goodnight. It's time for bed. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'm like, are you trying to get out of bed or are you just really being affectionate? And usually his phrase to me is, goodnight. I love you, dad, with all oh, of my, my heart. heart. <laughs> he wants to put that cap on the end of the <laughs> I love you phrase. And what do I say after that? I don't know. What do you say? And all of your fart. Oh, I'm yeah. completely yeah, yeah. inappropriate. Well, trying to be a boy mom, you know, you got to <laughs> gotta get into their world a little bit, although it's probably more your world than their world, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he is definitely, yeah, he's compassionate. He's full of joy. He's full of, he, and he can be extreme on both ends. Yeah, and he wears his emotions on his sleeve. Wears his emotions on his sleeve, so he can be extremely joyful. And then if something goes wrong, he's extremely Depressed. upset. Yeah. <laughs> and cries, and mm-hmm. we're like, it's okay. So he is just, that's him, yeah. But again, He's growing in in that and learning how to handle his emotions and things like that. And so, man, parenting is not for the faint of heart. It's literally like... That's why we're trying to give a playbook to it. Yeah. (laughs) Because we couldn't find the playbook. (laughs) You have to be on your A game because knowing your children's strengths and weaknesses and actually the way God designed them. So there's not a problem like... Oh, this is a problem. Yeah, we he's have not a very compassionate. This, we have a very he's com- too much of this. Yeah, he's too emotional. He gets his feelings hurt. Oh my gosh, how dare him? Like, it's actually the way God designed him and wired him. And so, how can we as parents 
discover that discover that and, and then, then partner, with it. partner with it and calling him up and and yeah there's weaknesses and there's strengths yeah, and, and stuff but areas. really calling the gold out and going this is how god made you so how are you going to learn from that like that that did hurt your feeling that was disappointment but what does god say about that and so true he's one that i have to really get into his world too because sometimes i'm like suck it up and sometimes I have to say that to myself too. You know, we all go through things that make us emotional and, and we just have to learn how to handle it the right way. And there's one more. <laughs> there's the caboose. His oh, name boy. is Saren. Saren spelled S-O-R-E-N. So if you look at it, it looks like Soren. Which is how it's commonly pronounced. How it's commonly Which we knew would probably be the case. Yeah. You want to tell the story of how you, because actually there's one more, but there's one more. So let's tell that story. Okay. So before Saren was conceived, there was a girl and we got about 20 weeks along in pregnancy. Yeah, almost 20. Yep. With Raleigh Hope. Mm-hmm. And everybody always asks us, wow, four boys, are you guys going to try for a girl? And of course, there's never enough time in that little quick conversation to say, well, actually, we, we did have we, a little girl. She just girl. Didn't, She's in heaven. didn't make it to, <laughs> to earth. So so we uh, ex- had the un- unfortunate experience of a miscarriage. And and that was certainly um, perhaps the most trying uh, thing that we've experienced uh, to this point. And, and, and certainly there's other tragedies out there. So for, for that to be perhaps one of the, the darkest hours of our, our life, um, you know, things could be a lot worse for mm-hmm. sure. And so anyway, I was I found myself pouting about naming a fourth boy. I yeah, felt we like, were for sure. We were like, okay, God, you took Raleigh to heaven. She had a disease. Mercy of God. Yes, you're so good. We got pregnant again. We're like, it's fingers gonna be crossed. A girl. It's going to be a girl. Yeah, again. Lord, it's going to, but. Something in me was like, it's going to be a boy. I just always found myself being, I'm going to be a boy, mom. I'm not. I'm just all boys. So we well, found out it was a boy. I didn't have that same something in me. <laughs> I I was quite uh, embittered, I think, when Aww. I found out it was a, another boy. And so I was really pouting, trying to come up with a name. Natalie really uh, engineered the, the names of our first three boys. And so this fourth one, I was trying to have some ownership. I gave up. I was like, I'm done naming boys. Yeah, you pick. exhausted I'm, all the options <laughs> out there. Just kidding. And so... I felt like the Lord really spoke to my heart when I was complaining and pouting. And he, he Isn't said... is that nice of Jesus to do that? Yeah, he's, he's so kind. <laughs> he said that you really do have a girl. It's not like she died and doesn't exist anymore and that mm-hmm. that's just some memory only. But the reality is, is that she's with me. I'm in the courts of my kingdom and that's where little girls need to be. They need to be where the king is because they're a princess and that's where she's at. And that really comforted me and and gave me some insight to what was going on in the, in in reality with her right now. And he said that the fight is on the earth and that is where warriors need to be. And so I'm giving you another boy because I want to give you an arsenal of warriors in your home. And so this one needs a good warrior's name uh, because that's where well, the that's, fight and is. That's who he's going to be. You know, yeah. we need warriors on the earth, and that was really the phrase I felt like God gave me was "warrior on the earth." So mm-hmm. find a warrior's name, and so I just went so spiritual as so to go spiritual. to Google. Google.com. Yep. Warrior-like names. <laughs> <laughs> and so somehow I came up and found the name uh, Saren, uh-huh. and which is a Scandinavian origin name, uh, traditionally spelled with an O slash through the O, and which the, we still try to try to do. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And, and in fact, iPhone is helpful and yeah. even has that option if you yeah. want to spell it and type it. And so I saw that the definition was strong, 
and stern. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, what warrior's not strong and stern? That'll yeah. work. So I pitched it to Natalie. You sent me a text message. I remember I was at a boutique party with my friend and got a text message and you even had to write and it's pronounced Sarin, not mm-hmm. Sorin. Did the phonetic spelling and, and everything. I was like, No, uh-uh. absolutely not. Like I'm I was a teacher and I just go there with like making fun of names or inappropriate. Our last name is Ball. Mm-hmm. I just was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> that's not going to work. Um, but, which by the way, having a last name that's actually a noun, it's it's actually hard to come up with names that are Anything. noun. There's so, and, and maybe there's other last names that aren't nouns that are hard to, you know, you just want it to sound, sound good. So I was like, no, no, no. But I think you were just like, I really feel like this is what the Lord. Yeah, I just couldn't is. shake it because I felt like it was divinely inspired. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that that all names are, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, certainly God's sovereignty plays a role in so many parts of our life. But I also think that probably God's like, hey, pick a name you like and go, yeah, and go with it. For sure. But I really felt this was kind of on assignment. Yeah. And so that's why I couldn't shake it so easy. So we said yes. I said yes. Mm-hmm. And. Though begrudgingly. Begrudgingly. And still my belly is growing and people are like, what are you naming your kid? And I'm like, Sarin. <laughs> With my face. One time my friend elbowed me. I forget where we were. And I said, Sarin. And she elbowed me in the side and said, you need to cut that out. That looks that looks depressing. Like you need to be proud of that name, especially the Lord gaming. It was the word of the Lord. And yeah. I was like, okay. But I felt like I had three revelations from the Lord that were like a check. Not that I was looking for revelations like, Lord, is this the right name? We made a decision. This is what we were going to name him. But it was so kind of God to just give me three little revelations of this is his name. And this is, and the first one was watching the PGA golf tournament. Which we don't do a lot of. Which we don't do. We're both sitting there. And some and guy. And Kirken something or something. another. <laughs> he had an orange shirt on. Yep. And he was from uh, Norway, Norway, I think. Norway. And it was the spelling, and it was the... It was the same spelling, and the announcers, said who were Sarin. American English speakers, just nailed it and said, said it so Sarin. fluently. And Chris was like, that's it! It was confirmation that it can be pronounced the way we want it to be pronounced. Yeah. And so that was another check. So that was one. Then another one, um, one of my spiritual mothers, grandmothers, I like to call her, she was um, praying for me. It was May, so I was due, it was beginning of May, and I was due soon. And she didn't really even know the story of Raleigh or even that God had given us the warrior like name for him. And when she prayed, she prayed exactly what the Lord gave you about him being a warrior and strong and stern and this earth needs him. And she said, and I'm going to warn you, it's really hard raising warriors. And I was like, oh, gosh, okay." So I remember just feeling like, okay, Lord, this is, like you said, on assignment. Like, this is from you. This is what, this is who he is. And so we're going to go with it. And then the last one, I'll let you share. So Natalie went into labor. Yep. Early. And <laughs> early. And so early, in fact, that he was actually a preemie. Mm-hmm. Came five weeks before his due date. Yep. And then as any good warrior would do, weighed more than any of our other boys. <laughs> so he's five <laughs> weeks early, but was our heaviest one. And so we are in seven the... Seven pounds to be yeah, exact. Yeah, he's a seven pounder, which mm-hmm. is, was big for us. That's <laughs> some big, people are yeah, thinking, oh Yeah, some people my have gosh. nine, ten pounders. But yeah, that's big for us. Like we had five, we had six, four, we had five, eight, we had, it, yeah, we had tiny ones. Yeah. So we're in the 
room in the in the room getting an IV and you getting yep. you hooked up and situated and the nurse that was doing this was uh, a rather um, large gal from Scandinavia as I remember it Natalie always has some contention with that she's like oh she was not that big she was just tall she, she was she, tall she, she was tall and of course we're we're not real tall people <laughs> ourselves so it doesn't take much for our perception to say oh that person was big but anyway I remember this. Uh, deeper voice than I would have perhaps um, thought she might have had. And, and she had this accent and didn't know where it was from. And she, anyway, she says, so what are we naming the baby? Oh my gosh, and she see, did not talk like that. It, that's how I remember just, it anyway, right? So, yeah. And so she did I not said, talk like that. She did, she, she did have like a deeper that. voice. She was a bigger girl. And she just said, what are we naming the baby? With her accent. She had glasses on. I remember her face. And I said, we're naming him Sarin. And she says, oh, Surin. And she uses the actual pronunciation of the Scandinavian, which is kind of that that O slash makes the it's like an umlaut in German. Yeah. I only know that because I had to take Surin. German in high school, but right, that's Surin. And she says, "I have lots of friends named Surin," and she says, "It, it means, means warrior, warrior on, on earth. earth." And I recognized that phrase because that was the exact phrase God gave me. I was like, and but I kind of contested her and said, "Well, uh, I think it means strong and stern." <laughs> And that's when she said, no, it means warrior on earth. And, and I have lots of friends that are named that. And I, and I know what that name means. <laughs> and I just kind of thought, oh, yes, ma'am. OK, yeah. <laughs> warrior on earth. I like that better. And, and she left the room. And, and then we she were like, turns around and leaves the room. And we're just kind of our jaws you know, on the floor thinking warrior on earth. We have heard that before. Yeah. And so because he was a preemie, we were there for a week. Yeah. Five, well, I think five days. Yeah. Almost a week. And as nurse shifts go, they're on for maybe two days and off a day. So anyway, we ended up seeing the same nurses multiple times that week, Yeah. except we never saw we her. We never saw her And before again. we left, just because that encounter with her had struck us so deeply, I had asked one of the nurses, uh, where is that, uh, the, the nurse from Scandinavian yeah, you know, or whatever? Tall lady. And, and uh, they, they said, you know, we don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> we don't know that anybody like that has ever worked here. And so I believe that we may have encountered <laughs> an angel. Possibly. In that moment. Which is awesome. Where God came and sent a messenger to tell us that you named your child correctly. So that was kind of Yay. exciting and <laughs> certainly yeah. a memory we'll never forget. Yeah. So it's wild here. We have four boys. That it's loud. It's loud. It's fun. They keep us on our toes. I've always told Chris that I'm thankful that they are so active because it helps us be active. Um rarely is the time where they're like hey will you sit and read a book with me no it's like hey will you go to the basketball courts with me will you um jump on the trampoline with me oh my gosh that one I'm like I can't do that anymore <laughs> you can but um but they're just active and they keep us on our toes and it's fun and I just feel like we have something special going on with right now with them growing and staying connected and I don't know it's just good so that is a snapshot of the play ball family. <laughs> Our life, the ball family. Yeah. And we are the ball family. We're not the balls. We're the ball family. Even though 50% of us oh refer to gosh. ourselves as the balls. <laughs> and then the other half says the ball family. So, But we wanted to uh, just share some of the resources that we've picked up on along the way and inspire mm -hmm. if that encourage, could happen. Encourage. Maybe, maybe give you some new new tools for just life um, right. with relationships and parenting. And we always, our favorite podcast, one of my favorite podcasts is um, Danny Silk, uh, Loving Your Kids on Purpose, called The Kylo Show. 
And um, yeah, we use the phrase, let's just keep our love on. Yeah. He's one of my heroes. And um, he, I had, a, I had a thought it's running away from me, but he says it's called parenting for a reason. It's actually, it's not called childing and how many of us try to control our children. Like you will do what I say. And it's actually us that we are having needing to, to put ourselves into focus. So, a little bit. so that's kind of one of our things is that we always are working towards is, parenting ourselves <laughs> controlling ourselves um just in in heavy heated situations with your children when they don't get what they want or you're facing something that's difficult um yeah just some tools that we've learned and sometimes we are successful and sometimes we're not <laughs> so we want to share those with you we want to be just vulnerable and open and honest and hope that we can inspire and encourage you guys um just in your life yeah, and, and one other tool would be, of course, the relational leadership yeah. content that we've come across that has really been mm-hmm. so monumental yeah. in uh, relationships from every appendage that comes out from yeah, us, so whether good. it's with each other, whether it's with our kids, whether it's with our friends, whether it's with strangers. Yep. The it, baseball diamond. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really fantastic. So, we'll share, so that'll share some stuff on that. That'll come up, um, I'm sure. So anyway, thanks for checking this out, and we're really excited about it. And here's to developing the uh, the Playball Playbook. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to the show today. I'm Beckham. You've been listening to the Playball Playbook. We'd love it if you leave a review and subscribe if you haven't already. See you next time.